So, I'm going to talk about two keys to open doors. You know, we talk about the doors and the windows. And we told you in heaven there are windows and there are doors. The windows stand for blessings. The doors stand for encounters. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, the first key I want to talk about that opens doors in the heavens is called the key of persecution. Yes, persecution. Somebody say persecution. Do you understand that when they persecute you, that is a setup to open a door for you in heaven? Yes, yes. Let, let's read the book of Acts, Acts 7, 53 to 56, quickly. Acts 7. Let's read it. Acts 7, 53 to 56. I want to go quickly so that we can pray and just minister. Acts 7, 53. Who have received the law by the direction of angel and have not kept it. That's, that's uh, 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 Stephen speaking, talking to the Jews to say you receive the law by the direction of angel and you do not keep it. Verse 54. Verse 54. Okay, if this thing is going to freeze, then I don't have time for it. Hallelujah. Can't wait. Okay. He said, here, you who have received the law that was given through angels but have not obeyed it. When the members of the Sanhedrin heard this, they were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked to heaven and said, I saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Listen, when they were killing Stephen, the first thing that happened was an open door in heaven. You see, Jesus has to personally intervene. He has to personally intervene. You see, whenever you are persecuted, you must know there is a door that is open. I say whenever you are persecuted, there is a door that is open. And that door is a door of encounter. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, listen. When Paul was persecuting the church, in the book of Acts, let me read it also. Acts chapter number 9. Acts 9. I want to read from verse 1 to, to 5. He said, meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threat against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked, asked him for letters to the synagogue in Damascus so that if he found any who belonged there, belonged to the way, wherever men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he, near, as he neared, he went near Damascus on his journey. Suddenly, a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell at the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. They say Paul was persecuting the church, Saul. And while he was on his way to Damascus, Jesus came to intervene. 
You see, there's nothing that brings Jesus fast on earth like persecution. Yes. When persecution happens upon the life of a child of God, heaven cannot stand still. Hallelujah. I say heaven cannot stand still. No wonder the Bible says, blessed are you when you are persecuted. Oh, you don't say what I'm saying. The Bible says, blessed are you when you are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Matthew 5.10. How can you be blessed when you are persecuted? The reason why I say that, because every time there is persecution, a door is open. So persecution becomes a blessing because persecution opens doors in the heaven for you. So that's why when you are persecuted, you shouldn't take your matter to heart. You should know that God is getting ready to do something for you. Let's read also Matthew chapter number 5. I want to read Matthew 5.10 that I read now. It says, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Now let's read from verse 11. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kind of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophet who were before you. Listen, he's saying when they persecute you, start to rejoice. Hallelujah. Now, persecution is not only when you go to Afghanistan or Iran to preach the gospel. No, that's why many people miss. He said those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. Meaning, whenever you stand for God, if it's in your family, in your workplace, and people are standing against you, you must know that a door is open for you. Oh, because it, it's so amazing. It's so amazing that you can be persecuted because of, of, of what you believe. Your family members can reject you because you believe in Christ. They reject you because of even your belief. In the church, you can be persecuted because of what you stand for. Persecution is not just in the mission field. It's everywhere where you stand for righteousness. You can be persecuted at your job because you refuse to be partaker of a, of a corruption. People may dislike you because you stand as a righteous person. You see, when you stand as a righteous person, people don't like you. They start to say you are too hard. You think you, you are the only one that knows things, and they say that you are self-righteous. You see, it's the word now. You are self-righteous. They don't know that not compromising does not mean you are self-righteous. It means you are standing for righteousness. Oh, so those who are persecuted at the workplace because you are a Christian, I want to tell you tonight, a door of encounter is being opened for you tonight. I want to tell you that God shall not let you alone. He shall not leave you nor forsake you because you stand for his name's sake. You know, when you stand for God, people feel judged. Yes. People say, you are judging me. Even without talking, they say you are judging them. But it's normal that they say that. Let me give you, give you perspective. If you go into a room full of cockroaches, but the room is dark, and the cockroaches are not moving. Can you see them? What do you do to see them? So you have a light. 
whenever you come to a place, their wrong deeds are exposed. So then they say you are judging them. It's not you judging them, it's the light in you that will bring judgment unto them. Yes. People have that funny idea. You are judging me, but you say nothing. No, I'm not judging you. It's the light in me that is exposing your wrong deeds. Hallelujah. So you should understand that being the lights in your presence, things are exposed. Mm. You see, most of the time, the motive for persecution is jealousy. Come on. People are not persecuting you really because you stand right. They persecute you because you are envious. They are jealous. They don't have what you have. You see, people, you see what? People criticize us. Do you know why they criticize us? Because they can't do what you do. If I can do what you do, I don't criticize you. But if I can't do it, then I think something is suspicious. It's just your lack of growth. There's nothing suspicious. You see, the reason why they killed Jesus, you see, many of us, and, and the Bible says that they arrested him because he calls himself son of God. Is that what? No, that's not the reason. No, it's not the reason. It's not the reason. I'll show you through scripture. I'll show you through scripture. Let's go. And the one that saw the reason why they arrested Jesus was not even born again. He was, not, he was not a Christian. He's the one that told the reason why they arrested Jesus. Let's go to Matthew chapter number 27, verse 17 to 18. Matthew 27. Can the people of the media, if it's not frozen, can you throw this one on the PowerPoint? If you can't, it's fine. If this thing is still frozen, okay. Verse 17 to 18. Therefore, when they have gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release to you? Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ, verse 18. For he knew that they have handed him over because they envy him. So whatever they were saying was a cover-up. No, he says he's the son of God. It's because they were jealous. But I'll tell you why they were jealous. They've been preaching for years. And they couldn't get the result that Jesus got in one year. Listen. The, the, the Pharisees were, were, were the owner of the law. They knew how to, to, to read the law. Now Jesus came in the scene. And he say a word. And people are saying, wow, what a knowledge. And the old pastor is standing there. He's frustrated. He's been having a church for 30 years. And a guy comes in. And God starts to use him. Then he's frustrated. Then when he started persecuting, he said, no, he's not from God. What he's doing is funny. The real reason is envy. Can I submit to you that most of the persecution you go through are envy? People envy you. People are jealous of you. And because they can't get what you have, your achievement in the spirit, they set themselves up against you to destroy you. 
The reason why they wanted to kill Jesus is so that the story may be over. But they made a mistake. Oh, they made a mistake. The Bible says if they have known, they wouldn't crucify the Lord of glory. You see, when they put him in that cross, my God, when they put him in that cross and they nail him down, the Bible says the curtain in the temple, oh my Lord, the, the, temp the curtain in the temple where the Pharisees thought the presence is beyond split. The system of the Pharisees were exposed. When they killed him, the system was exposed. And he told them, from now on, you cannot go to the Father except. You think you are killing me, but you are making me the door to the Father. Somebody say, help me. Sometimes we, 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 we are too quick to get frustrated when people persecute us. We don't understand that the reason why they persecute us is a cover-up for their own jealousy. Cover-up. I say cover-up. You pray for the sick, they are healed. Then they say, oh, you, you are from the devil, man. Okay. Why is it that only the devil can heal the sick? Why is it that only the devil can prophesy? Haven't you asked yourself, why is it that only devil do miracles? But Jesus said, in my name, he said, in my name shall they cast out devils. In my name shall they heal the sick. He said, if you drink something deadly, it shall not hurt you. For the spirit of the Lord is with you. He said, these signs, help me, these signs shall what? These signs, say it again, these signs shall follow they that believe. Can I tell you something? If you don't know a place, what do you look for? Ah, ah, when you get to a town, and they are signboard to indicate places. What do you do? You follow what? So Jesus says, this is the way people will recognize that you are a born again Christian. He said, when they see that, they will know. Now, you are saying, no, it's not true. The Bible says, Jesus was confirmed by God to men through signs and wonders. That's what your Bible tells you. So if you are against the manifestation of the Holy Ghost, you have a big problem. It means there is no signboard on your life. I want to stir you to a new thing. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is going to turn you around into a burning heaven tonight. God is going to turn you around into a burning heaven that you may be able to burn for God. Listen, a man of God says that if you burn for God, people will come and see you burning. Listen, you must set yourself on fire so that people may see you burning for God. Set yourself on fire. The door of persecution. Jesus said, Jesus said, listen, I want to say something here that I put down that you need to understand. That 
My Lord, help me. My Lord, help me. Help me. Help me. The reason why this thing happened and Jesus has to open doors because it's a covenantal principle. Look at what he said in the book of John chapter number 15, verse 19 to 23. John 15, 19 to 23. I say it is written because we need to go to the word. John 15, 19 to 23. I see some people are already tired. I will, I will help you right now. Don't worry. Hallelujah. Okay. If, if you were of the world, the world would love it. It's own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Verse 20. Don't worry. We have a problem with this thing. And uh, we need to... Okay, let me go and read it myself. Verse 20 says... Remember what I told you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecute me, they will persecute you also. If they obey me, my teaching, they will obey yours also. They will treat you this way because of my name. For they do not know the one that sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin. But now that I have come, they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever, whoever hates me, hates the Father as well. Jesus is saying, he said, whoever hates me, hates what? The Father. Because he said, me and the Father, we are one. But can I submit to you that Jesus said also that, that when you are born again, I come and I dwell with you and you and me become one. So whoever hates you, hates Jesus. And whoever hates Jesus, hates the Father. So the battle is not yours. Who, who hates the Father, the Father will take the... My Lord. Then, then... The, the Bible becomes clear to you when the Bible says that, Oh Lord, arise and let your enemies be scattered. Psalm 68 verse 1. So your battle is not your battle anymore. Your enemies become God's enemies. That's why David says, you are coming against me with javelin and the spirit. But the battle is not mine. The battle is the Lord. Because the one that you want to fight is the Lord himself, not me. Whoever persecutes you at your workplace. He's setting himself for big trouble. Because he's persecuting God. So then, you don't need to fight. Belaski, before we start to pray. Belaski is called the key of hunger for the Holy Spirit. Somebody say hunger for the Holy Spirit. Hunger for the Holy Spirit. Oh, I wish it would work now. Put us Proverbs chapter number 8, verse 34. Proverbs 8, 34. Read it, put it very quickly. Proverbs 8, 34. Proverbs 8, let me read it also. 8, 34. It says, Blessed are those who listen to me, watching daily at my doors. Waiting at my doorway. Blessed are those who listen to me watching daily at my door. That feels like somebody that wants something. You are waiting daily at the door. You are waiting daily at the door. You see, people, that's where you must step in. 
come and help me now. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 42 from verse 1. You see, as the deer pants for war, so my soul pants after thee. As the deer pants for the water milk, so my soul pants after thee. What is lacking in our generation is hunger. Hunger, hunger for God, hunger for God. When you become hungry for the Holy Ghost, even you can't sleep. If your sleep is still too important for you, you are not hungry for God. No, these two things don't go together. It does not go together. If you sleep every night from seven to seven, you have a big problem. You have a problem. And you need need to be honest. Say, Lord, I have a problem. I have a problem. You can't sleep your life away. You see, people became desperate in the Bible. And the Holy Ghost met them. In the book of Acts, chapter number 13, verse 1, it says, in the book of Antioch, there were prophets, there were teachers, and, uh, and they said, while they were fasting and ministering to the Lord, the Holy Ghost told them, set Barnabas aside for me. They were ministering to the Lord. I said they were ministering to the Lord. There is a principle of hunger. You see, when you are really, really hungry for God, when you are really, really hungry for there's a groaning that comes from your spirit that heaven hears. And when you become desperate enough, a door opens up in the heaven. The church is not hungry anymore. We are happy with what we are seeing. We are happy. I said to my students from the Bible school, I say, if I were to die without seeing John chapter number 14, verse 12, I'll be the most miserable dead person. John chapter number 14, verse 12 says, As surely I tell you, you will do what I have done, but greater works than thee you shall also do, because I'm going to the Father. Listen, I haven't done even what he has done yet. I'm still trying to do what he has done, but my future is waiting for the greater works. And I, I know my God is faithful. Listen, the church needs to know that when you are hungry for the Holy Ghost, when you are hungry for the Holy Ghost, something breaks in your spirit. Something breaks in your spirit. You cannot hold it anymore. You have to ask God to meet you. Listen, you have to seek God. He said in the book of Psalm 24, he said, these are the generation of those who seek God, the generation of Jacob. And if you want to understand that, re- go back to Genesis 32. The Bible says, Jacob struggled at night with the angel. And the angel said, it's daybreak, let me go. Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. I will not. Listen, there is a system of weariness in the kingdom. Satan wants to get you tired. 
That's why your things are delayed. The more delay, the more discouraged you become. But it must not be like that in the kingdom. The more delay, the more eager you should be to follow God. Satan is wearing you out. He has gotten you because he's lying to you that things are not happening. Therefore, you are discouraged. I'm here tonight to tell you that that doesn't matter how long it takes. Oh, it doesn't matter how night is long. Daybreak is coming. You need to be encouraged in the Lord and say, I will not give it. I will not give up. I will not give in. I want the Holy Ghost. I want the Holy Ghost. I want the power of God like never before. I am tired. Why fake what is, can be real? Why fake what can be real? Why fake a Christian life when you can have a life of abundance? Why fake a life that you can have in Christ Jesus? The power of the Holy Spirit. He said in Isaiah 55 verse 1, He said, come to me, those who are thirsty. Come unto me, those who are thirsty. Come unto me. You know what, people? The church needs to be desperate. There needs to be a groaning and a cry out of the belly of the church to say, Oh, come, Lord Jesus. We need your spirit. We need your spirit. When the church is desperate, a door will open for the church. The power of God will, be, will swim through the, the church, and the church will become a living organism in the hands of God. The church is not an organization. The church is a living organism. The church is not a religion. The church is a living relationship with Christ. Oh, my people, I need to tell you today that God is looking for a generation that is fretty, that is hungry for God, that will say to God, Father, here I am, send me, like Isaiah did. We don't want people that are satisfied with a little anymore. We don't want people that are satisfied with a little anymore. We want people that are desperate, like Jesus himself. Jesus did, did not rest a lot. He spent nights praying. He spent nights weeping and, and crying out to God. He prayed nights, day and night. Jesus was on his face for the humanity. Jesus, what are you doing with your life? I said, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing in your life? You think you came here to acquire cars and houses? You think you came here to acquire material things? No, you came here to represent the glory of God here on earth. And unless you do that, you are a failure. Because they don't bury you with a car. They don't bury you with a house. They don't bury you with all this. When you appear in heaven, it's the glory of God that you display here on earth. That will be your glory in heaven. When you appear there, it's the grace of the Lord that you display here that will be in front of you. I'm appealing to you, church, that you may move from casual Christianity to dedication. And God is looking for people tonight. I said, God is looking for people tonight. Are you hungry enough for God? I say, are you hungry enough today? And say, Lord, here I am. Lord, here I am. Send me, Lord. Here I am. Send me. Here I am. Send me. Lord, I know that you are a God of wonder, but I want, I don't just want to, I don't just want to see the miracle. I want to know your ways. Yes, the Lord says, the people of Israel knew the acts of God, 
but Moses knew his ways. The people knew the healing, but Moses knew his ways. God is calling you to a church that knows the ways of the Lord, that knows how God operates, that knows how God moves, that is sensitive enough to move with God. People step into that door in their lifetime and they change history forever. You see people, women like Catherine Kuman. Catherine Kuman was just a divorcee. And the world threw her out because she was a divorcee. But Catherine Kuman set herself to seek the Holy Ghost. The Bible, a, 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 a book, the book that talks about her say her best friend became the Holy Ghost. Catherine Kuman will be exposed to a crowd and demon will manifest because of the presence of God in her life. You see, God is, is hungry for you as you are hungry for him. God is hungry for you and God wants to do more with your life. I said, God wants to do more with your life. Tonight is your appointment. It's your divine appointment. It's a time of, listen, the anointing of God is coming upon you even as you sit there. God is turning your life around. He's giving you a system of hunger like never before. He's giving you a system of hunger so that you can groan in the spirit and seek God with all your heart. The world is not looking for people that have money? No, they are Bill Gates and all these people. No, the world is looking for somebody that can make a difference. Somebody that carries the presence of God. That's what the world is hungry for. Somebody that carries the power of God in this generation and walk with angels that communicate with God, that communicate with the Holy Ghost, that, that, that angelic presence are his daily life. He is exposed to the glory of God. God is looking for such a people. And I trust that you are one of them tonight. I say I trust that you are one of them tonight. Oh, the Bible says, God put his integrity beyond this world. Hebrews chapter number 6, 11, 6. He says, oh, those who come to God must know that he exists and must know that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He put his integrity behind that word to say every seeker will find me. Every seeker. Listen, God is not hiding, but God enjoys the exercise of a child going after him. It's not that God is lost. It's not that you can't find him, but he enjoys the touch. He enjoys the exercise of a child going for him. He enjoys the exercise of a child that says, this is what I need. This is what. He enjoys that exercise, and that's what God wants tonight for you. He enjoyed the exercise. Men and women shall be raised in this generation. I said men and women shall be raised in this generation. Men and women shall be raised in this generation. They will march through this land and dispossess what the devil has possessed from them. They will be able to bear the light wherever they go. The power of God is coming upon you right now. God is choosing, God is putting hands on people. Listen, God is putting hands on people. God is putting his hands on people of this generation. And the spirit of the law, he's going to raise you up. He's going to raise you up to a dimension that you have never thought possible in your life. God is going to break through for you. Listen, if, even if you don't get a miracle tonight, your greatest miracle will be the encounter of the Holy Ghost that you have tonight. You need to be fired up. You need to be fired up. God said, when you are honest in your pursuit, 
when you are desperate and you are honest in your pursuit, I, the Lord, will reveal myself to you like never before. You shall enjoy fellowship with me and I shall enjoy fellowship with you. Because my heart is to reveal myself to you. I'm not a God that is hidden. I'm a God that wants to reveal himself to you. I'm not a God that is hidden. I'm a God that wants to reveal myself to you so that you may walk with me. You are discouraged tonight. It's a fake discouragement. God is too big for us to go find him in time. He's too big for us to go find him in time. You are telling me my problem has been too long. You don't know God you are serving. You don't know the God you are serving. He's powerful. He's sitting throne among the children, the God of heaven. That's what we are talking about. His portion, his portion is you tonight. You will become his reward. I say you will become his reward. And you will become your reward. Oh, Holy Spirit, thank you. Oh, Holy Spirit, thank you. 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 Father, we need people that are hungry tonight. We need people that are hungry tonight. I need people that are hungry tonight. Oh, Holy Spirit, we need people that are hungry tonight. People that are desperate enough to say, Lord, here I am. People 